This is episode 16 of the Shock Jacques Knicks podcast. Back at it again here with you, Sean St. Jacques. Excited to be back with you again. Another week of Knicks and NBA talk on the podcast this week. Uh, two things that I want to get to before we really dive into last couple of preseason games for the Knicks and my expectations leading into the beginning of the regular season because the next show we will have games that count and i'm very excited about that i'm banging on the table waiting hoping praying for the start of this nba season we are just about a week away and the next time you'll hear from me the games will count i'm very excited i hope you are as well but we do have to wrap up some stuff in the preseason i won't get i don't think i'll get a chance to talk publicly uh in real time or you know close to the last preseason game but the regular season will be underway and i'm very excited on the next show uh forgive me for this i'm going to try to take things a little slow for me personally not as far as the topics or my takes uh, but i am coming off some surgery uh last week i'm not going to dive too deep into it but if you hear a little bit of a change you hear me slowing down a little bit i'm trying to take it easy uh, after the surgery i'm not trying to go uh too nuts i'm not going to go into what it was about it's not about me uh it's just an explanation as to why i'm trying to you know not pro- try, probably not going to try to yell as much on this show <laughs> probably not going to try to um go too nuts on the show i'm going to try to keep it the same length i'm not trying to change anything but i'm going to take it a little bit slower than i normally do on this week's episode just because of that fact um so let's dive into the show uh i really want to finish off the preseason as much as i can talk about it on this week's show talked about the first game a little bit on last week's podcast um got a lot of mixed reviews from you guys kind of expected that after the first game against the wizards the second game against the wizards uh wasn't great um i want to dive into that first because i i I watched about a half of this second Wizards game, and I watched all of the Hawks game, uh, I believe it was last night. So I really want to dive into that Hawks game in a second, but first I do want to give a few thoughts on the loss to the Wizards, 115-99. First game at the Garden in any capacity this season. Uh, I, I liked, didn't love the performance um for me you know the number one thing listen anyone can look at a box score and say this but when you actually watch the game and i really watched most of the second quarter and a lot of the fourth quarter uh because i was flipping around through between this game and other games that were on this is kind of where uh i kind of got the two two of the worst ends of the night the second quarter was awful against the wizards uh this was Obviously, the second preseason game, not the first preseason game. Um, didn't love uh, the Knicks defensively at all in the first half, especially that second quarter. It kind of trickled into the third a little bit. Um, I, what was it, 41-17? to 17, The Wizards outscored the Knicks in that second quarter. Uh, pitiful, no matter who's out on the floor. Terrible. Um, listen, I thought the, the starting five... A little hit or miss. Uh, disappointed, to say the least, in Alfred Payton's performance. Yes, eight rebounds, but two assists. 
and went 0 of 9 from the field against the Wizards. And, you know, again, Dennis Smith Jr. didn't play in this game. I'll get to his performance against the Hawks in a second. But, man, I, I mean, very tough to watch from him. Uh, Mitchell Robinson only played 11 minutes, three points, uh, three rebounds, five fouls. Um, uninspired. Uh, you get those out of him every once in a while. Very disappointing. Um, I'll get to Julius Randle's performance against the Wizard, or rather against the Hawks in a second, because I wasn't thrilled. Did some good things against the Wizards. You know, 14 points, again, is low, but five turnovers. That was the big takeaway from the Wizards game. Not good. Not good at all. Eight rebounds, four assists. That's about what you want. Made all of his free throws. Again, they'll take that. Four of eight from the field. So good, good with the amount of shots that he took, but other than that, not very good. Um, the biggest knock on R.J. Barrett was that he got 15 shots to get to his 15 points, six of 15. Uh, that's the kind of performance that will bring the the uh, the doubters back in, saying, "Yeah, that's what you're going to get at R.J. Barrett." I look at seven rebounds. Uh, I look at a steal and a block. I look at only one turnover. Uh, minus 13, uh, again, extremely misleading, in my opinion. But 15 shots to get to 15 points, not very good. Uh, I, I can easily say that. Not thrilled with that. Honestly, for me, two performances stood out uh, from the Wizards game, the second Wizards game. More good stuff from Marcus Morris in 31 minutes. He had 21 points, set, uh, six rebounds, a steal, a block, only one turnover, and shot 8 of 13 from the field. 3 of 7 from deep. Made all of his free throws. Thank you very much. That's good enough for me. I think that's fantastic. Uh, Bobby Portis was pretty good. Uh, 13 points, 9 rebounds. If he gets a double-double most nights, you throw in a block shot, and he made almost all of his free throws. Yes, please. I, I will take that from Bobby Portis. That is about right for me uh, in 30 minutes. Defensively, he- he's got a long way to go, I, I think. At least in- from this performance. But I, I think 13 and 9? Oh, yike. Three assists? A block? Yes, please. I will take that all the time. The big takeaway from the Wizards game for me uh, was we finally got to see something out of Alonzo Trier. 14 points in 17 minutes is pretty darn good. Uh, three steals is what we're looking for from him and two assists. Shooting all across the board fine. Four of seven from the field, two of four from three, four of four from the free throw line. Five turnovers is the only knock on Alonzo Trier. And I think that'll go away as the season goes on for a preseason game where he finally gets a decent chunk of minutes. And again, it feels still a little low for him. I want to see him 20, 25 minutes out on the floor. I'll take that. That is very, very good out of him. So I was pretty happy with his performance in that first game. Um, his first game really getting a lot of minutes, getting a lot of time, being part of the rotation and things like that. Uh, you know, I'm sure everyone wants to get, I'm sure everyone's looking for some thoughts just because we haven't seen him yet. You know, only seven minutes, you know, for Miggy Brazdakis, only took a couple of threes, uh, didn't make any shots, didn't really do anything on the floor. It's too small of a sample size for me to really get too deep into it. But, you know, Iggy Prostakis is going to have to, you know, continue to work hard on the defensive end. He's going to need to take shots 
to really make an impact on the floor, and that's what's a little bit concerning about his game. But what I like about him is that he's athletic and can get to the hoop. We didn't see a whole lot of that in seven minutes. So when I see that part of his game really show on the court, hopefully sooner rather than later, and that was the part in college that got me excited, how he really wasn't, he was very confident, not not showing any fear, going to the cup, but also you know being able to hit that outside shot and showing that he has the potential to be an all-around scorer at the next level. So I think that's the biggest thing for me when you look at Iggy Brazdakis that gets you excited. And I, and I think we didn't see that in, in the Wizards game. So it, it's tough to go too deep into that. But listen, from this game specifically, two big pluses. Marquee, or excuse me, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris was great, and Alonzo Trier was good. R.J. Barrett's coming along. Some positives from Portis and Randall from this game specifically. Got to get to those guys in the Hawks game in a second. Two big negatives. Alfred Payton was terrible in the things that we need him to be good in as Knicks fans. Eight rebounds. We got other guys that can rebound. We need assists out of this guy and some points from the point guard position. Didn't give you anything from that. And that's extremely disappointing. And honestly, you know, Frank Nilakina, not great in this game. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, not great in the Wizards game. 19 minutes, 5 points, 3 turnovers, 5 fouls, and 3 assists. Seven, 2 of 7 from the field, missed all 3 of his 3s, only shot 1 free throw. Now I want to talk about his performance last night again in a second. I'm just talking about this performance against the Wizards. Not good. Not very good at all. 19 minutes. Barely did anything. And five personal fouls and three turnovers. Yikes. A really rough 19 minutes for Frank. And on top of that, you know, R.J. Barrett not being efficient from the field. But again, give him time. Seven rebounds and a sprinkling of other stats along with 15 points. Not too bad. It's not terrible. It's what you're looking for from the start at R.J. Barrett. So again, this performance overall, not great, but there were some positives from some guys we need to see from the Knicks play well. If you want to see the win total go up. Now I'm really going to spend a lot of the podcast on the next game because this is the game that's fresh in everybody's mind. And it's a game where I I thought there was a lot to take away from it. There are really good amount of a sample size to take away from this team, how we could really see this team looking, going into next season, in some regard at least. Overall, I have two points, and then I'm going to dive into some of the specific performances from the loss, 196 to the Hawks at the Garden last night. Number one, three quarters of really bad defense. Not not mediocre defense, really bad defense. For the most part, and that's as a team, as a team. There were guys that were good. There were others that were very bad. Now listen, on in the box score, if you look at the box score, if you're looking in, you know, at, at the numbers, I'm talking about the eye test because it may, maybe didn't seem that bad when you were looking back at the box score. It wasn't good for three quarters defensively. At times, players looked lost. Guys weren't getting back. Guys weren't going to open shooters. Guys were left open. How many times did Trey Young have a wide-open floater from 10 feet out in the lane? My God, somebody help on defense. Those are the kind of things that are frustrating to watch 
as a Knicks fan. Help out. Trey Young's the only guy on this Hawks team that's going to consistently beat you. For God's sake, somebody clog the lane. Make him pass the ball. Holy smokes. Four times? Five times? How many? Where he's just going inside, whoop, floating it over the top, and it goes in. There's a reason he's practicing that shot, people. He wants to do exactly what he did. Either get a screen or find a hole, go into the crux of the paint, and float it in over the big fellas. Somebody get in his way. Take a charge. Commit a foul. Do anything. Don't give this guy look after look after look from the same spot. I felt like I was watching a replay every time I saw this kid drive into the lane. Whoop, little floater over the top. But I'll tell you this. I I, I forget when the timeout happened. I think it was in the, it was either late in the third. You, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was late, mid, late third quarter, maybe. Something like that. Something changed in the middle of that third quarter. Because the fourth quarter looked like a completely different Knicks team on the defensive end. A team that is the team we're hoping to see. This was 90s Knicks-esque kind of stuff. Shutting down their best guys. Making it tough on them to get the ball up the floor. Helping on defense. Sticking your arms in the way. Getting steals. Blocking shots. Getting better looks on the other end from your defense. Frank Nilakina played phenomenally well defensively in the fourth quarter. Now again, where, where are all these people on the plus minus now? He's minus seven in this game. 21 minutes. Terrible from the field. Terrible on the offensive end. Four fouls, two turnovers, three assists, two points and a steal, and two blocks. Offensively, terrible. Again, defensively, especially in the fourth on Trey Young, phenomenal. Played very well. Had a big steal laid on. Made it really tough for Trey Young to do anything. Was picking him up at three-quarter court at times. Knowing, hey, I'm here. You're not getting past me. But to be fair, the whole Knicks def- defense was a lot better in the fourth. However, the offense was terrible in the fourth, especially in the last five minutes. And this is where the young the young team and the new guys and the lack of chemistry early on is going to come in. Late game execution on the offensive end was dreadful in this game. And that's to be expected in all, in all honesty, that's to be expected. Who you know we, we that's one of the things we've never talked about already with this Knicks team throughout the whole offseason. Who's the go-to guy in these late game uh, in these late game spots when you need a three, when you need a bucket? Who's taking the shot? Who's doing it? We know who stepped up. Marcus Morris tried a three, missed it. Bobby Portis tried a three, didn't make it, clank. By the way, he's made one three in the last two games. One of seven, not very good. So I don't think he's a guy that should be taking threes in the last two minutes of a game. Not very good. Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't out there. And Alfred Payton, rightfully so, didn't play. So we got to see a little bit more out of Frank. We saw Kevin Knox score 11 points off the bench in 20 minutes. Saw another pretty mediocre game, a pretty bad game, I'd argue, out of Taj Gibson. Wayne Ellington, again, not showing you a whole lot off the bench. 
I liked what we saw to Julius Randle in this game a little bit more than the last game, but again, late game execution, he wasn't very good. Missed a big free throw. Didn't make any big shots. You know, 20 points on 12 shots is really good. Eight rebounds, 12, or rather 12, two blocks, two assists, and only two turnovers. That's more like it. That's what we're looking for. But again, where's the alpha male on this team? Who's the big shot maker in a close game against a beatable Atlanta team at home? Defensively in the fourth, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I almost sounded like Jim Rome there. Phenomenal stuff. Exactly what the Knicks are looking for in that regard. But offensively, my God. Uh, more of the same, a train wreck in the fourth. Especially in the last, what, maybe even seven minutes. You can even extend it a little bit further out. Guys weren't, guys were, again, it, it was ISO ball, quick shots, not looking for teammates. Plenty of time on the shot clock, and, and Bobby Portis is chucking up a three. Uh, what are we doing? So, again, the good news is that this is the preseason. This is stuff that David Fisdale can look into. But what I, You know what I really liked, speaking of Fisdale, was, was his handling of the team in that third and fourth quarter when things were not going very well. And they had gotten outscored in the first three quarters. You're going into the fourth and you're thinking, all right, what's this Knicks team going to do? What are they going to do to respond? What are they going to do? You're trying to defend the Garden. It's a preseason game, but we want to see how you respond. Trailing in the fourth quarter. They answered the bell on defense. They showed up, ready to go, and grind the Hawks down for 12 more minutes, and they did that. They outscored Atlanta 25-20 to in the fourth quarter. That's more like it. And again, the star, the, the, the catalyst especially late on, was Frank Nilekina on the defensive end. He was the one that was getting up in Trey Young's face, making it very tough on Trey Young. What was not happening for two and a half, three quarters? He stepped up and said, you know what? I'm not getting beat. I can stop this guy. And he did. He gave the Knicks a chance to win, and I applaud him for that. That's what we're looking for. But on offense... They did not answer the bell. They didn't play their. They didn't play their normal offense. They got away. They they uh, in some ways a little bit got too far ahead of themselves. They're, they're, everyone's looking to be the hero. No one's looking to make the right play. And for the Knicks, that can't happen. If you want to see improvement this year, now listen. The biggest part of this is the defense has to come along first. That's what Fisdale is trying to bring in this culture. It starts on the defensive end, and it happened in the fourth quarter, finally, on the defensive end. Now, for three quarters, it was a disaster. But in the fourth quarter, it turned around. If we see a lot more in the, of the fourth quarter defensively, this season for the Knicks, oh boy, we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now there's something there. But thing, other things have to come along as well. Offensively, not great. Especially in the fourth. At least late in the fourth, to be fair. Late in the fourth. Uh, individual performances I want to get to next. I'm going to break here. Lots more to get to. I'm going to get into the 
individual performances from the third preseason game, and I'll get into more expectations on the Knicks regular season coming up on the Shock Jock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, guys, getting into the second half of the show. I want to get into the individual performances from the the Hawks' loss first. Then I'm going to want to get into some expectations out of the gates for the start of the regular season. There is still another preseason game to go as well. I don't. I I picked out a couple of guys uh, in the first part of the show, but didn't get to everybody um, that I really wanted to dive into. Three guys in particular that I didn't get a chance to really get uh, 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 ugh, get an opinion on, to get a read on. And I, I, I went, oh, because I looked at Dennis Smith Jr.'s stat line. However, this this is where I this is where I come down on Dennis Smith's first performance. 21 minutes, four points, four fouls, three turnovers, a block, three assists, two rebounds, one of five from the field. That's not very good. Um, and two of his points came from the stripe. So, overall not great, but it's his first game back. You know, again, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury. They didn't want to rush him back. He's going to be the starting point guard at the start of this season. I mean, any chance that Alfred Payton had uh, was thrown out from that second Wizards preseason game when he was just absolutely dreadful, and and, and rightfully so, was not played in this third preseason game. Uh, no question about that. Um, you saw some of his athleticism, you saw some of his vision on the court, you saw some of his decent exploits on the offensive end, you know, I, I, I've never, I've never been thrilled with him defensively, you know, at times, at times he doesn't, at times he doesn't always thrill me with the way he defends, I, I don't know if it's an effort thing, I don't know if it's a lack of knowledge of the game I don't know what it is consistency maybe maybe all three I don't know uh defensively though not thrilled uh with with where he's at but but against the first game not going to go too deep into that uh things could change a little more of the same uh as far as shooting the ball from RJ Barrett from the second preseason game to the third preseason game still not very efficient 12 points on 14 shots uh played the most out of anybody 39 minutes 4 of 14 from the fields, uh, it, not good. No, no way around it. Missed all three of his threes. Efficient from the line, 4 of 5. Obviously, Randall missed a couple of big free throws in this game down the stretch. I mentioned that already. You know, Free throws will come back to haunt you. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, but you know, as a team, the Knicks shot 76, roughly, percent from the line, but they missed eight free throws. You know, it's, it, that, that kind of stuff will happen. You got to make free throws or you're going to get host. You know, the, the, this kind of stuff will get you later on in the game. And, and Randall's late missed free throw specifically really hurt the Knicks in the latter stages. Um, so not good from that regard. Uh, Bobby Portis, I don't know. I, I, I had a lot of people on Twitter 
in my mentions, or at least in actually a couple of my direct messages, um, saying how much they didn't like Bobby Porter, actually Bobby Portis's performance last night. And, and, and I think this is one where the stats are a little misleading. Yes, 6 of 12 from the field, 16 points, 7 rebounds, but again, not great from 3, decent from the line. I... I <laughs> I tend to agree with, with mo- this is this is one where I tend to agree with the fans for the most part. I, I didn't love a lot of the ways he was scoring. He was kind of doing his own thing at times on the offensive end. Defensively wasn't great either. Uh, even that late fourth quarter surge when the Knicks started playing better defensively. You know, Bobby Portis at times, you know, not great still. Um a friend of mine was just telling me, I, I've actually had a couple of people in the last couple of weeks that just shaking their head over the Bobby Portis signing, and I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel that a little bit. I'm starting, you know, just from the last couple of games, I, I'm not loving, listen, I get it's the preseason and you want to get, you, you want to impress the coach and, and things like that, but especially on the offensive end, believe it or not, the defensive end, there, there's stuff that definitely has to be cleaned up, and it's not great at all. There's no question about that. The numbers tell you he had a good game on offense. I just look at the way he scored, you know, especially in the fourth, taking too many rushed shots, you know, not being in the offense, not looking, not looking around, not not keeping his head up on the offensive end, being a little selfish at times. You know, not not great. You know, not good at all, uh, especially in the latter stages from Bobby Portis. Um, I, I really have liked the preseason out of Marcus Morris. He's a pro. You know, we're, we're expecting you know, Nick, Nick's, the Knicks coaching staff should expect a lot out of him. And, and I think that the fact that you've seen him start every game and be consistently good, you know, he really hasn't had a, a terrible performance. Uh, this was probably the worst of the three so far, just based on efficiency. Although 5 of 11 is not bad at all, 14 points. Uh, 1 of 3 from 3, he could do better than that. But... Eight rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and one turnover. Thank you very much. You know, again, that, that's exactly what we're looking for out of him. And again, I expect him to do that night in and night out, you know, even maybe a little bit better than that. So I think I look at him, I feel good. I look at R.J. Barrett, I feel like that's a good little work in progress. I liked what I saw to Julius Randle. I think I mentioned that earlier. I think that's that's a solid sign. Um, good, not great from Kevin Knox off the bench. More to work on. Half the points, almost half the points, came from the free throw line. So that that's good and bad. Uh, the shot still is a work in progress. Two of six from three, though, pretty good. Again, he's working on the stuff that he needs to improve on. Um, so I'll, I'll take that and be happy with that. You know, again, throw out the stat line on Nilakina's fourth quarter defense. More of that, please. That's all we can really look at from Nilakina's perspective, in my opinion. From this game, more mediocrity from Taj Gibson. And, and honestly... The bar was so low from the previous performance from Mitchell Robinson. I mean, to say this is a step up is a little bit of an embarrassment. Four points, five rebounds, two of three from the field. Uh, No fouls this time. Two blocks, a turnover, 18 minutes. Okay, you know, good, I guess, not great. I I, I don't know. You know, with Mitchell Robinson's preseason, you know, again, you look at at him on the floor, and there's some good signs. You know, I, I can't take that away from him, but... There's also game. He'll just throw out a clunker or two every once in a while. He really does, and I think you could file these last two ones under that mantle. Clunkers. I mean, they really have not been very good. Not what we've 
seen at times from Mitchell Robinson. You know, again, other guys have to get in. Things get changed around. The lineups are different, and guys are still working out. You know, who's playing with who, and the team and personnel. And it's a young team. Things still have to happen, and you can throw out all the excuses you want, but it 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 comes down to this. You know, improvement. We've got to see it. And not just not just looking. We got to see it in the in in the stats. We've got to see it in the box score. We got to see it on the scoreboard. And listen, I, I I can't tell you that there hasn't been some signs. There really have been. You know, they're 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 trying to put it all together as quickly as they can, but it's a process. Again, I, I think that's what's kind of a nice from some of the preseason games from this perspective. Yes, there's been a lot of bad that that's been carried over a little bit from last year. It's a new group. The veterans are taking a little bit better than some of the veterans in the last two seasons, I think you could argue. Especially with a guy like Marcus Morris, who's come right in and is doing his job. Some of the young guys, you know, I like, you know, Julius Randle's been good. I, some of what Bobby Portis has been doing has been fine. The rookie, R.J. Barrett's coming along. Again, the point guards haven't been great. We haven't seen a lot of Dennis Smith Jr. Alfred Payton's been good, mediocre, really bad at times. And then, you know, again, the other veterans, you know, guys are trying to get in. Ellington is trying to get in and make some, you know, turn some heads. He really hasn't done that yet as a whole. You know, Kevin Knox, when we've seen him, he's been pretty good. Taj Gibson's been good and then not so good. But overall, I think that the thing that's so far from the preseason that you can take away from this Knicks team so far with one preseason game to go is defensively, they are they are buying in to what Coach Fisdale is selling. They are buying in. They are responding to him. And that's big. And especially, well, again, start of the season, is to be fair, that's expected as well. Now we've got to see it show up in the results. And listen, i got to be honest with you. Based on what I thought we might see, I'm pretty satisfied with the first three games. Not, you know, individual players you can nitpick. And I've been doing that. But as a whole, I am been, I've been pretty happy with the first three games of this preseason. I've seen a lot of positives. I've seen guys improve. I've seen things I didn't thought I would see. I didn't think, I've seen things I didn't think we would see. Like Frank Nilakina shutting down Trey Young in crunch time. Like Marcus Morris being very, very good consistently on both ends of the floor. Like R.J. Barrett being a stat stuffer at times. That's all good. That's what we're looking for, folks. Some of the veterans every once in a while stepping up with a big game. It's all what we're looking for. It's, it's the good stuff right there. Carry that into this fourth and final preseason game. I think that's number one. The Pelicans play probably as you'll be listening to this podcast. It's again tomorrow. We're running into the final preseason game for the Knicks tomorrow. So you'll be able to kind of dive into this. And my, my thoughts as you re- getting ready to are already taking in the final fourth and final preseason game. I want to see three things from the from the final preseason game, and then I'll get into my final expectations for the upcoming season. I want to see three things. Number one, 
I got to see this defense play well for four quarters. At least I want to see them really make it tough on these youngsters. I want to see Zion be, you know, listen, Zion's going to probably have a good game if he plays. That's the other thing. Who's going to play? You know, I don't know. But I, I want to see the youngsters for the Pelicans have a really tough time at the Garden on Friday night. That's number one. Number two, I, I want to see Dennis Smith Jr., if he plays, I, I want to see a big game out of him. I, I, I feel like this is a team where Dennis Smith Jr. could really have a lot of success. And I, I got to be honest, I if I don't see that, I'll be a little worried going into opening night. Because if he's running the show, we, we got to see some improvement out of him. And if we're not seeing it, that'll make me, that's, that's going to make me, that's going to make me concerned going into to opening night of the NBA season. That, that, you could book that. I won't be thrilled if I'm not seeing a lot of good stuff from Dennis Smith Jr. on Friday night. Number three, I, I want to see a little bit more from Kevin Knox. I, I want to see him show that he can consistently put together performances back to back to back. And I think that this next game against the Pelicans, if he starts or if he plays 20 minutes, I'd like to see 15 points. I'd really like to see him take over the game for a stretch and really show me, you know, where he's at. You know, I'm really excited at what I saw last night. or Yeah, in the Hawks game. Excited. But I want to see more consistently out of him. I think those are the number three number the top three things for me. Consistently consistency on the defensive end. I, I gotta see more out of Dennis Smith Jr. and I want to see more out of Kevin Knox. I, I those are the guys for me in the fourth preseason game where, where I really kind of want to see them shine a little bit at the garden. And you know, if we get a win, I, I, that would be nice. But more importantly, the improvement from those guys and d- defensively show me more from what we saw in the fourth quarter against Atlanta than the first three. And if you if if I check off two of those three boxes, I'll be very happy going to San Antonio on Wednesday and getting ready to get the season underway. For the season itself, we've talked about this a couple of times before. Listen, out of the gates, it's a tough schedule. We've talked about this. I've talked about the gaps where I think the Knicks could really take advantage of this schedule as well. Two good tests right out of the gate to see where the Knicks are at. They're both on the road, but you, listen, you could even take, listen, the first four. You could even throw in the first six, but just taking it bite, you know, bit by bit here. The first bite of the schedule at San Antonio, at Brooklyn, home to Boston, home to Chicago. We're going to know right away how good this Knicks team is and how far along they are. Really from the first two, but in my opinion, you know, two road games, two home games, we'll get an early indicator of where they're at. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think if the Knicks get out of this stretch two and two, they'll be very lucky. They, they will have played very well to get out of here two and two. For me, uh, the two games to look out for his wins are, yes, believe it or not, the San Antonio game on the road opening night weird things happen it's pretty normal in sports weird things can happen on opening night it's a new season everyone's it's a clean slate everyone's still filled with confidence 
I like that a little bit better than a rivalry game at Brooklyn where the Nets are going to look to smack the Knicks. Although the Knicks will have a chance. I'm not saying they don't. They'll have a chance because, again, it's Kyrie, and, and the Knicks have beaten Kyrie before. But I, I feel like the Nets fans will want blood in that game. I think it will extend onto the floor. Boston at home is probably a loss, and I think Chicago's a win at home. San Antonio, believe it or not, is probably the best chance at an early win. Now, as far as the team itself for these first few games, number one, I got to see defensive intensity. I want to see a tight game against San Antonio. I want to see the Knicks having some hearts and mouths from those Brooklyn fans on Friday night, October 25th. I want to see Boston fans really have to, to, Boston players, really have to grind one out at the Garden. And I want to see us take care of Chicago. If they do that, regardless of the results, you know, one and three for the, through the first four. If I see that stuff, I'll be pretty happy with where they're at. And I think you should be too. If they are giving the good teams a tough time and beating the teams they're supposed to beat and hanging in these, these division games, maybe picking a couple off early on. They play Boston twice early on. Brooklyn game early on and then you know you get a little break from the division until November really and then you start playing Philly and Brooklyn and Toronto and Boston and then you play Philly again going into December so this is a nice early barometer for the Knicks I I, I like how this schedule starts out for them because with the confidence that they might they could very well have and they should from some of these performances and some of the way these guys have been playing and responding to Coach Fisdale, I, I like it. You know, I like I like where they're at. So we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm excited. I don't know if I should be, but I'm excited about opening night. I hope you guys are too. Listen, one more preseason game to go. We'll see what happens there. You know, it's at home against the Pelicans. Listen, just for Zion versus RJ especially if they end up playing, you should watch. And I'm, I got to be honest with you. I'm excited to see how these guys play. This season for the Knicks, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited because if they play in the way that they play for different spots on the floor, different personnel, different styles of play, consistently playing and working hard on the defensive end, and we start to see the results. Knicks fans can start to really build back on that again. We can really start to put some stock back in to what we're watching and to who's running this thing and to who's putting in the hard hours and the hard work because we're seeing it out on the court now. And that's kind of what I'm excited for. The alternative is, is something we've already lived more than we can remember. Let's hope that we start to see some of the changes that we've been talking about all off season. We're going to get the first glimpse on October 23rd. It's a Wednesday night. It's at San Antonio. If you're not watching, you're not a Nick fan, have some faith, see what happens, give them some time. And I've said this before so many times it's worth repeating. Give them the chance to earn you the pride back. Give them the chance to earn your time and hard-earned money back. Some of you might still go, regardless of how the the season works out. I'm not going to say don't do that. 
You're a diehard Nick fan, just like everybody else that listens to this show, just like me, and just like so many others that go out to MSG every game. I give you a ton of credit. But give them a chance to give you the pride back. Give them a chance to show you they're willing to fight for their team, for their teammates, for their coaching staff, and for you, for the city of New York, and for the tri-state area that loves this team as much as they did the decades ago when they were good, 2012-2013, when they were good during the good times and the bad times. Let's see what they do. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just be excited. Basketball is back. And when I come back next week, we'll be talking about the regular season. And if that doesn't get you excited, you're not a New York Knicks fan. I will see you then on the Shock Jock Knicks podcast.